you're listening to Rolanda on Demand, and I'm Rolanda Watts, and I want to say thank you so much for listening today. I want to celebrate Kobe Bryant today and the legacy that he leaves behind, especially in challenging us to up our game and give our best performances. I've got a great guy, a wonderful friend on, Dr. Reef Kareem, who's a neuroscientist, who's going to talk with us about the Mamba mentality. He works with sports athletes. In fact, he got to sit and have a long conversation with Kobe Bryant about the mindset that it takes to be a mamba warrior. And he's going to share that with us. Dr. Kareem believes that if you combine neuroscience, high performance, and psychology, well, that is part of what mamba is all about. It helps you avoid some of that self-sabotage stuff we do. And I think we're going to learn a lot to boost our own games today here on Rolanda On Demand as we celebrate Kobe Bryant. It's road time. Welcome to Rolanda On Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. Reef, I'm so excited to have you on my show today. Let me tell you about Reef Kareem. He's a leading expert in human behavior. He's dedicated his life to educating, entertaining, and helping people understand themselves better. He is a double board certified psychiatrist, an addiction medicine physician, and a relationship expert. And you've seen him on TV. You've seen him on Oprah. You've seen him on Dr. Oz. You've seen him on Anderson Cooper. And he's a writer. He's a host, a media personality, and just one brilliant, fun guy. Dr. Reef Kareem, welcome to Rolanda On Demand. Hey, Rolanda. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, we were having a conversation. Um, Reef and I recently met in person at the National Speakers Association event. And come to find out that we had both been competing against each other on a talk show pilot that neither one of us got. <laughs> but, yep. but one of the things that, that has been so exciting is getting to know uh, Reef, and, and especially when it comes to human behavior. And we had this conversation. Kobe was on our minds that day, as well as so many people across the world and continues to be. And I was just wondering what the whole Mamba movement was. What is that Mamba way of life? And what is it that we can take from Kobe's life to enrich our, ourselves, our own life? Uh, the Mamba mentality, says Kobe Bryant, isn't about seeking a result. It's about the journey and the approach. It's a way of life. And when you look at what he was able to accomplish, Reef. What is the Mamba thing? What what can we learn from that? How do we use it? Yeah, it, the journey and the way of life is is such an important phrase in in looking at this Mamba mentality. I was super fortunate that uh, I met Kobe and. I've worked with a lot of sports athletes in regards to mindset. I mean, my, my entire background is how do you combine neuroscience with high performance and psychology, overcoming our self-sabotage um, ways and conditions and patterns that we've had in life to lead the life that we want. And so when I, uh, I was at an NBA all-star event and I was seated randomly next to Kobe. Wow. And, I know. Cool. Right. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, different people were asking him questions. Hey man, how about that, that game that you had, or, Oh, that was so ridiculous when you did this, you know? And, and I just looked at him and I said, listen, I'm a total sports fan. I, for me personally, I love college basketball, but 
I want to ask you something completely different. And he said, sure. And I said, uh, I, I want to really understand the origin of, of this Mamba mentality of this Mamba mindset. Like, obviously it came to you for a particular reason. You needed it for a specific reason in your life. And, and I'd love to know your relationship with this mindset, not just why it started, but what's your relationship to it right now? Hmm. And he just looked at me funny, like, you know, nobody's ever asked him that. <laughs> like, did you really just ask me that? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and did you really say my relationship with this? What are you talking about? Yeah. But, but he, he's a smart guy. He knows. And so, um, so at the time he, he was like, uh, well, you know, I needed to create it because there was a lot of noise in my life when you know, he's like, I don't need to go into it, but there was a lot going on in my life at that time. Mm-hmm. And I needed to tune out the noise. I needed to find a way to focus, concentrate, be at my best <clears throat> at that moment in time. And, and I was like, so it's like the idealized version of you. And, and he's like, yeah, it was, it was, it's this intensity that I needed to have in my life to tune everything out. He's like, but it became this almost like Superman, superhero. And I, in the psychology world, I would use the idealized, this, this, this version of you that is everything that you want to, to have as a character, as a person in life. And, and he said, you know, I wasn't Mamba right away. It, 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 it took time to embody, I use the word embody, or or become that person. So that's the journey that we talk about. Like when we're we're on this journey in life, we're on a journey to to develop meaning, to understand ourselves, to to be the best version of us, right? That we hear all the time that phrase used. Mm-hmm. So so for for Kobe, my understanding of it is that he has he had this mentality, this Mamba mentality that he created so that it, he knew the roadmap, the destination of how to become the ultimate version of himself. And so, so when I asked him, well, what, what about this relationship? He goes, well, first I created it to tune out the noise. Then I worked towards being that person. Then I became it. And then I incorporated it in all aspects of my life not just basketball. Mm -hmm. So that's what was super interesting about it is that you're creating this, I I call it the metaphor, right? You're creating this idealized metaphor, superhero version of you that's probably confident and focused and intense and courageous and free to be whatever it is that you want to be. And then you're slowly embodying it day after day after day, utilizing and building skills and resources to become that person. And then when you become the person, you integrate it into yourself and your life, and then you might not need it anymore. I mean, I do a lot of work in alias and um, alter ego work with, with people, like with clients that I've had or when I do speaking. And I incorporate this concept of this character, this metaphor, this super version of you uh, in, in everyone. It doesn't have to just be you know, an, an elite, amazing sports figure. Mm-hmm. I just look at it, you know, 
because I, and let me be totally transparent with you. I love Kobe, but I don't really watch basketball. I didn't follow him that much. I didn't know about the Mamba thing. This was all kind of new to me, but I think in terms of grappling with the grief and the mourning and this such a tremendous loss, um, you want to take a piece of that greatness with you. So it always lives. And I think that this is a whole new approach to human performance and there are little ways, I mean, in our own lives that we can incorporate that. I know that when I'm thinking like, how can I be my best self today? Well, guess what? Don't use an excuse not to go to the gym today. Then do that as part of your Mamba movement or, you know, pump up your podcast because of the, whatever it is in your own space, it's something that we can do, like you said, to be the best version of ourselves and to really, it's an invitation to just unlock your full potential, I think, and to challenge you to step it up because I tell you that, that, that young man was something else. And I would love to learn more about him. What, what confuses me though, is where Mamba comes from. Mamba's a big green snake that's, that, that moves fast and is even known to attack humans. <laughs> it's like in the Cobra family. Does it have anything to do with the snake? You know, I didn't ask him that. So I, I can't really tell you what, uh, where it came from, but yeah. I do think that, especially for guys, like, if, if we need to be a competitor in life, which obviously Kobe very much was, um, we'll come up with all sorts of crazy <laughs> visuals and crazy ideas in order to gain that competitive advantage, um, you know, in, in regards to our competition. But, you know, when you say an, an invitation to unlock your human potential, I think that's, that's very well said. Uh, whether you're taking that invitation from Kobe or you internally can come up with that invitation. So many people have an opportunity that knocks on their door that, that, that calls their phone, so to speak, and they don't answer, you know, like like there's so many people in life that you have the opportunity to change your life. You have the opportunity to, to do some things that you've always wanted to do, but because of fear or because of stress or because of, you know, you're, you're overwhelmed, you don't answer the call. And then you lead the same life over and over again. And you wonder, how do I get out of this? I'm so tired of this. Kobe did something about it. We can all do something about it. And we can use this concept of, of a metaphor, of an alias, of a, of a term, of, of a name, of a label, a code, whatever you want to call it, to, uh, to, to develop more courage and confidence in our own lives. Yeah, it evokes a feeling of, I got to do something. It, it, it just, when you say Mamba, it's almost like Wakanda forever. You know, they're just, yeah. they're just certain statements that just jazz your soul and get you going. Now, you and I have a, a, a lot in common. One of the major things is we do so many different things. And I think that, I don't know if that was our own little Mamba movements, but to unlock that potential in other areas. You know, one of the big things that I'm a big supporter of is, is reinvention. And, you know, sometimes we do it because we have to, sometimes we do it because we want to, or sometimes our gifts drag us where we have to go. Um, you have done everything, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at this and I want you to come back on my show and talk about all this. Now, we're talking to Dr. Reef Kareem today, who is not only one of the leading human behavior experts in, in, in the world, I would say, uh, dealing with psychology, psychiatry, neuroscience, addiction. Um, but he's also somebody who goes from the science world to the business world to the entrepreneurial world and entertainment as he is. Um, he's also are you doing improv still and some comedy. Oh yeah. I love comedy. <laughs> I, I, I gotta tell you my, so my relationship with comedy is, is, 
it, it, a lot of it's being Indian, you know, like, like I grew up in this is hardcore scientific Indian family and I pop out and I'm like this left-handed Pisces pops out in March <laughs> and I'm like an alien to my family. They don't know what to do with me because I want to sing and I want to dance. And I was doing Saturday night live episodes in my living room and I'm doing all this stuff. And my parents are like, what have we created? This is, <laughs> this kid is crazy. And so I had to, and so, you know, we talk about this Mamba mentality. Um, I had to adjust and be one way with my parents and the community and almost have the secret life as a performer. Now, was this because of, of, you know, we always hear about Asian parents are so tough on their kids and they want you to be a doctor. Was this kind of part of the family thing that they wanted you to be a doctor and be in a certain box? Let me just tell you this. On the day I was born, my dad made an announcement. He said, everyone gather around, gather around. I've decided he will be, wait for it, a (laughs) doctor. And then like big applause. And it was ridiculous. This is, then he's like, nurse, when will he be delivered? Like this is before I was even born. (laughs) He said I was going to be a doctor. So it's like, yeah, you want to talk about Asian pressure or, you know, Indian pressure? Yeah. That, there was no, I I was the firstborn. So I had to, you know, I I had to take it for the team, so to speak, and and be a doctor no matter what, didn't matter what my personality was like. I could have been, you know, the, the, the best, uh, NBA athlete ever. Of course, I'm Indian, so that's not going to happen. But but I <laughs> but but I could be anything else with the most amazing skill on the planet, and it didn't matter. I was going to be a doctor. Oh my god! I understand that your family had an intervention on you because you wanted to act, dance, and write, and they were like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it got so bad that my. It, you know, every birthday I got a medical gift. Every Halloween they dress me up like a different type of doctor. Stupid. <laughs> like ridiculous. Well, listen, you have certainly broken out of that mold. What do they think now? They still don't understand me. I mean, I'd lo- I'd love to say it's a happy ending and everyone's like really happy. But, you know, in my life, um, I did, I trained forever. I mean, I did intense training. I'm double board certified. I did all, like, if I was going to be a doctor, I'm like, you know what? I'm just, if you're going to, if I'm, if this is my role in the world for now, then I'm just going to do it at a high level. And then I realized that I could do a lot more good in the world by helping people to become these idealized, better versions of themselves, higher performing and happier. And so I realized that if I combine entertainment, that entertainment space that I have with neuroscience and psychology and consciousness, then I can create this, this world where I can help a lot of people through books and speaking and courses and things like that. And I can have fun doing it. So I, I, I shared that vision with my parents and I actually sold my medical business um, which was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, t- just in principle, right? Because it means, hey, I'm no longer doing what you guys dream of me is. Uh, take that, mom. You know, but but uh, they weren't all in. They weren't like, oh, okay, you, you, you know, we've seen you be successful. So now you could go help the world in another way. Mm-hmm. They were still locked into that immigrant fear that immigrant mentality, you know, my dad always used to say, just, just stay in your lane, just stay in your lane. <laughs> be safe, be yeah, safe. Be safe. You know, and, and, and it's great. It's loving. It's coming from a very loving place, but it's also very limiting. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, you, people like you and I, 
just can't be limited. And that's no. why we, we both do so much stuff, you know? And I got to tell you, Reef, it's not just, it does not Indian families, my black family. When I told my parents I was going to Hollywood, my mother was like, wait a minute, you have a Columbia university degree in journalism. Uh-huh. You just finished a talk show and you're going to Hollywood to do what? <laughs> so and I well. said, I'm going to act, mom. I'm going to do that. And she was like, this makes no sense. But 23 years later, I have busted out five more careers out here in Hollywood, voiceovers and acting and comedy. And it's been you know, of course you have your ups and downs because you, heck, you're an artist and you're, you're working for yourself. But for the most part, it is, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made because my soul is free and I got to learn new things about myself. And, and I want to incorporate the Mamba movement in all the things I do and take them all up another level. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? And, you know, and and some of my friends say, aren't you about to retire? (laughs) Like, no, I'm not retiring. I've got stuff to do. So what else, what would you say for somebody who is like, okay, I'm going to start the Mamba thing today. I mean, what are, what, what are the top three things to take that first step toward being that better version of yourself using Mamba? So if the first question I think you need to ask yourself is like, you know, it, it, do you want to follow Kobe's lead? So if, if you're gonna, if, if you're a Kobe fan, if you are a Lakers fan, if you understand Kobe's mentality and, and that drives you, meaning you're going to be driven through somebody else instead of kind of figuring out yourself, cause it's hard to figure it out yourself, mm-hmm. then, then you can use Mamba for yourself. You can use that exact term for yourself and say, okay, Kobe introduced Mamba to the world. I am going to now follow this Mamba mentality. So that's the first thing is choose. Do you want to go the Mamba mentality? Do you want to create your own word? You know, so that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. So the second thing is, what is the idealized version of you? And a lot of people don't know that. I know. How do you know that? Well, you, you, you look at your, you look at your skills because everybody's good at something. I don't care what it is. You could be good at fixing cars. You could be good at singing. You could be good at uh, whatever. <laughs> um, you, you, you look at your skills, where you are now in those skills, and how you can develop those skills better than today. Because we're always in you know, a climate or a culture where we have to develop our skills. So skill development and passion, if you can connect your skills to your passion, you are going to lead a good life. The problem is people either don't know what their skills are or they're afraid to develop those skills or they don't know what their passion is. And and, and it just amazes me that, and maybe people like you and I, like I was so repressed by my parents that I was dying to show my skills and to reveal my passion. I knew what my passion was because I couldn't explore it. And so this passion just grew in me. So when I meet people that are like, I have no passion. I have no idea what my passion is. I don't know. You know, and I start working with them eventually we, we break through and it usually is because there's some kind of block that, that that's happened. It could have been a trauma. It could have been just being told over and over and over again that they should be something else. They were, they were not stimulated. Maybe it was a family where they weren't stimulated to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but nonetheless, you develop your skills and you build and, and unlock some level of, of passion in your life. And then you go on the journey. 
you take that journey. And that journey means you know what the idealized version of you is. You know where you are now. Mm-hmm. What is one step day by day by day of starting to live like that idealized version of you? Mm-hmm. Do you need to build skills? Do you need to go tap into your network? Do you need to go to more events or conferences? Do you need to do online training? Um, do you need to work out more? Do you need to get more energy? What do you need to do? Because that's what Kobe did. Kobe looked at the idealized version of himself and said, I need to embody that. What do I need to do to embody that? That's the mission that I'm on right now. That's the journey that I'm on. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes, even if you're happy with what you're doing, there come sometimes in in careers and business where there's a lull, where you're just bored of doing the same thing again and again the same way. So maybe you, you look at your business and say, how can I approach this differently? How can I get a new tagline about what I do? Any little thing like that, I think, can certainly help. And I know one of the things that I'm going to be doing is I'm going to go on YouTube and find me some Kobe Bryant speeches and stuff Ooh, and just, just yeah. listen and get jazzed like that. They, um, they added Gianna, his daughter's name, to the Mamba Foundation. And, you know, you, you just think, my goodness, what she could have become just being under the tutelage of a father like that. And I just, you know, I, I think that this is a great thing to start teaching our children as well. It's a good example for parents as well. Absolutely. Uh, Anytime you're stagnant in life, you're going to get bored. You're going to feel like it's repetitive. You're going to be understimulated. You're going to lose that spark and lose that passion. So your your concept of reinvention is incredibly important and it will prevent boredom. Anytime I meet somebody who goes, yeah, I'm kind of bored. I'm like, oh man, like I want to work with that person immediately because you know, unlocking this, this, this passion, this idealized version of yourself, this, this reinvention concept will not make you bored. You will lose that boredom and you will find passion and intensity and energy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anything else that you want to say? Because I also want to say this, how did you become the sexiest man alive for People Magazine? <laughs> oh, you found that, huh? I found it. <laughs> Yes, I did. <laughs> let's just let's just say I don't lead with that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's sex. I know, but I, it's it's a great button. It's a great little piece of information that you're the sexiest man in the world. My goodness, Reef, how what an honor. <laughs> well, well, first off, most Indian men, especially if they're straight from India, you know, that Indian accent does not work. Like, hey, baby, how are you doing? Like, like that, that is not sexy. So, so I had to lose the accent. So that was, you know, that was the first thing. Um, and, you know, I, 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 t- I applaud People Magazine on that because they found that uh, a guy that's just trying to help people become better and is a neuroscientist is sexy. And I'm like, (laughs) Hey, how about that? I mean, look, I I also am a, you know, I'm pretty intense salsa and swing dancer and I can carry my own on a dance floor. And I think that helped. I was, (laughs) and I was in a Bollywood movie. I was the, you know, one of the co-leads in this movie. And I think they looked at, wait, this guy's a doctor. He's an actor and he can dance. There's something there. He doesn't have an Indian accent. Let's roll with this. So uh, (laughs) yeah. Well, that's sexy. That's sexy. And so are you, Dr. Reef. I have enjoyed this conversation. I think I'm, I'm almost certain that anybody listening will be jazzed and start thinking about where they are in their lives or business or relationships and just step it up. It's every aspect of our lives can be a tremendous improvement that, you know, it, it, it jazzes you. It jazzes you when you see yourself grow. 
Yeah, I mean, I I just sold my business, so I'm now building a a a business, literally the the business of helping people by tapping into our innate creative power, our lear- learning our our neuroscience, and being able to um, overcome our self sabotage. So, if if people want to go to my website reefkareem.com, there's a place for you to just type in your name and your email. You'll end up on my list, and I got all sorts of stuff coming up from from books to courses to speaking engagements. So, yeah, yeah, I, I just want. I feel like in life, you know, I just want to lead a, a fun life where I can help people. And, you know, I, similar to you, I had, uh, I had my mom, uh, I told her I'm going to act <clears throat> and, uh, like you did it from, from school. I did it. I, I when I was younger, I said, mom, I'm going to act. And she said, okay, very good. Let me give you your first job. Act like a doctor. <laughs> I would love to meet your parents. They sound like a hoot. <laughs> They're definitely a hoot. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. You took their advice and mamba that because you are one leading doctor. There's no question about your brilliance. And I just really appreciate you sharing it with us. And I can't wait to see all the things you're going to do. I would love to be like under under your wing and, and get some of that great knowledge as well. But um, anytime. I, I listen, I may take you up on it, Dr. Reef Kareem. So what, what, one more time, what Kobe Bryant says about the mama mentality, he says it isn't about seeking a result. It's about the journey and the approach. It's a way of life. Thank you, Dr. Reef Kareem. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much for listening to Rolanda On Demand. I'm Rolanda Watts, and I hope you'll follow me in social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter, LinkedIn, and I've just started my TikTok account. <laughs> yep, I can't even believe it. But go check it out. TikTok at Rolanda Watts on all platforms at Rolanda Watts. And I hope that some of the information today will really resonate with you all throughout the week as you are going out there to do your mamba thing, take your passion up to the next level. I know I'm truly working on that. And I'm so inspired by the life of Kobe Bryant. And I just, mm, I just want us to keep something positive going from somebody who gave the world so very, very, very much. Now go out there and do something mamba good. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.